This is the Doctor Who Podcast. My name is JJ. I'm from Austin, Texas. And y'all are most welcome. On the drive-in spaceship, Stephen is still pretending to be asleep. Nervously, drive-in two approaches Marga. Marga, shall we go? Where? To patrol. I see no need. To see what the other two are doing. No. But Marga... Can you hear me? We always go on patrol at this time. Yes, but not now. Soldier drive-ins, you can't understand anything that's different, can you? You are made unintelligent and you remain that way for the rest of your lives. I told them soldiers were no good for space work. All they can do is kill. But they wouldn't listen. If you were to conquer space, they said... You will need soldiers. So here I am, confronted with danger. I'm the only one able to think. Very well. I am your commanding officer. I am your controller, am I not? Yes, Marga. And you obey my orders? Yes, Marga. Why? Because you are our leader. And? You think. And you don't know what that means. Well, because I think, I order that there will be no patrol now. We have a prisoner. In order to save him, the other two must help us. I do not understand why they would want to help a friend. I know you don't. We would not. We would leave him here. Yes, (laughs) we would. But I have heard of creatures like these. They help one another. Why, Mugger? I don't know. I have heard that on occasions, they even die for one another. Die? For their friends? There are many strange things in the universe. I do not understand. I know you don't. But despite that, you will obey orders. It may be that we shall kill neither the rills nor the earth creatures. Not with our own hands, that is. And welcome to a very special edition of the Doctor Who podcast being recorded live on a very, very chilly December evening on the Bank of the River Thames. I'm joined by Luke from the Minute Doctor Who podcast. Hello, Luke. Hello, James. And also friend of the show, Tony Whitmore. Hello, Tony. Good evening. Now, we've just had the pleasure of seeing brand new Doctor Who. Now, given that's something in itself that's quite rare these days, seeing a brand new episode of any kind is, is quite an event. But seeing a missing episode, this is episode three from Galaxy 4. Luke, what year was that? You'll know that. 1965. <laughs> 1965. Verity Lambert's last production block. Mm, indeed. OK, what's your initial reaction to it? It was good. 
Galaxy Four is one of those stories that's largely forgotten. I think partly because it's missing. I mean, it isn't it isn't the best story. I mean, it it is it isn't one of the heights of the of 60s Doctor Who. But to actually see it, to have some pictures to kind of go with, and and to see properly see Hartnell's performance in particular, and um, and Stephanie Bismi's performance, see Derek Martinus's direction is is really worth coming down just for that. It's, it's been a really good event. Really enjoyed it. Tony? Yeah, after the first five minutes, well, people were still chuckling at the uh, antiquated production values, <laughs> the Chumbleys running around and the very uh, permeable barrier between uh, Vicky and the Doctor at one point. <laughs> after people had sort of settled down after that, it really started to get quite serious. Um, there, was some, there was some great direction with, um, with the Margot character um, sort of speaking directly into the camera for a good minute, minute and a half, sort of really kind of spouting some bile. Um, it, was, it was a lot deeper than I was expecting. Um, having not reminded myself of the plot uh, on the, on beforehand, I should probably have, uh, should probably have done that. Um, but yeah, it was a lot more serious than I think kind of fan perception makes it out to be. I was, I was quite surprised to notice at the end of that scene you've just described that Stephen Taylor was actually behind her and asleep all the time. I hadn't noticed him up until that point. <laughs> I got the impression that it could have been the previous episode was one of those episodes where he was on holiday and had been rendered unconscious for the whole time. I don't know whether... Uh, no, no, he's, they're, they're, he's in it. He's in it. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. In fact, he probably played a bigger part in the previous episode. I, I familiarised myself with the story by listening to the first CD on my way down so that I was kind of ready for the beginning of, of part three. And I think, to be honest, it's probably... If you were going to recover one part of the four, that's probably the, 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 the best one, I think. Really? Because it's, it's where kind of you start to see the, the other side of the story because you've basically been getting driving propaganda for the first two episodes mm. and then you finally see well actually no it's the Rills who are the good guys and, and everything um, well, well the third episode out of four was usually the troublesome episode it was the one where not too much really happens and you used to get the odd character piece here and there but I would agree I mean I, I found this quite interesting um, one of the things I thought is worth mentioning right at the start is the restoration they have done a fantastic job 1965 you said Luke yeah. this is on a big screen and yeah. we were sitting you know I mean the BFI is not that big a theatre you're going to get a good view mm. it was beautiful was stunning. Yeah. it looked fantastic yeah. it's good also that we've got uh, an episode that actually features quite an interesting performance from Hartnell <laughs> it's, yes. it's, I mean yeah. Tony alluded to it earlier on um, there are some bits that uh, are not deliberately comedic no but there are some other bits that I think quite clearly are uh, an alien almost being quite affronted at the doctor's assertion that he might be deaf uh, yes. was, went down very well certainly with the audience and yeah, yeah. made me smile so. mm. and the reals mm. won't harm us they want to help we were told your friend is in danger is, is that a real talking yes hmm? Well, answer him. Oh, yes, you were told correctly. Doctor, uh, they're not deaf. Oh, I, I, oh, I'm sorry. I beg your pardon. I, I thought you couldn't hear. We are not deaf, you know. Uh. Perhaps you will both come inside. There's a whole thing where Hartnell has been trying to help these reels out by repairing some machinery, only to find out if he'd actually finished the job, he'd have killed them all. Yes. Um, yeah. But also there's a couple of billy fluffs in there. So yeah. you've got kind of both ends of the spectrum, really. So is this, these are the days, really, before the Doctor was completely infallible. And I, and I think there were times when, certainly in the early Doctor Whos, Ian, it was, it was Ian and the companions and Stephen who were the, the leading man really and the Doctor, although he was the genius, didn't always get it right as frequently as he does now. No, I mean, and I, I've, I recently put out a podcast um, about the first Doctor, uh, dealing with the kind of different aspects of it, but watching these episodes you are reminded that, that Hartnell Doctor Who is, is like no other Doctor Who. Um, it, it sort of settles into a pattern from Trout and onwards. 
um, uh, that we kind of recognise the show, the, the the monsters and everything. Hmm. But but with with Hartland, it's really still working out what it is and who the character is. Um, and and yeah, he goes from irascible, and by the time we're here in, in Galaxy Four, he's he is he feels a little bit like a doddery fool, but with flashes of of brilliance underneath. Um, and it's just fun to see Hartland play it because he's he's clearly enjoying it. Yes, absolutely. What did you think of the pace of the episode? I, it's difficult to tell because you never quite know within the first Doctor's era what, what's typical unless you sit down and watch them chronologically. Um, I would say this was probably a middling pace. Mm. Uh, there's, you compare it to the web planet and it was absolutely oh, yeah. athletic. You yes. know, it was, it was extremely <laughs> fast. But, um, but compared to some others, then perhaps not so fast. I, I thought it worked along surprisingly quickly I was quite pleasantly surprised a lot of the black and white episodes I think when I'm watching them at home on DVD my attention is tempted to drag as a computer there's my phone to check you know thing, things are, uh, are there to distract me whereas here watching it in a, in a room where there was nothing else going on um, I felt it really had a lot of energy going along mm. to it um, Vicky Maureen O'Brien was brilliant mm. she had quite a lot of time quite a lot of dialogue herself and she attacked it all kind of very aggressively I thought um, and even kind of the comedy chumblies were they didn't slow the story down too much while we were waiting for them to get from one side of the studio to the other <laughs> did you think that the um, let's say on a budget scenery and sets, <laughs> do you think that detracted from the story a little well the real spaceship you can sort of see that it's made of Meccano I think um, <laughs> Which kind of backs up the idea that they are ha- having to stay within their pods to maintain their atmosphere integrity and why they don't come out. Um, yeah, it, it, it stretched uh, credi- uh, credibility just a little bit, I think, the, uh, their spaceship. But the driving spaceship was really good. I like that set and the airlock. Although it was really confusing having the Dalek door sounds yeah. and the Dalek drone, the, the two-note drone. The right, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I was going to ask whether or not you'd noticed that. There was also one other prop that... Um, was used again at the end of the Troughton era, present in this episode that I noticed. Spill the beans, James. <laughs> the driving guns oh, the were reused. Guns. Yeah, absolutely. I know, in I know a that they games. come back in Genesis of the Daleks, but I didn't know that they were used in. Really? Yeah, okay. The, the body that they find in, in the in the in the No Man's Land in Genesis One, he's carrying a driving gun. Oh well, in that case, then the BBC always clearly operated on a budget. Yeah. Beyond the point that was immediately obvious. So, uh, but no, on, on the whole, I think I would say this was a, a really good episode. It's always hard because you, you're excited on two levels. One, because you're seeing a new episode of Doctor Who, but also because it's recovered. And trying to separate those two emotions, really. Um, you know, you could be very excited about a very bad episode. Mm. And, and I don't think this was a bad episode. I think it was quite I good. I, I really wish the remaining three episodes yeah. had been found as well. But, yeah, I would have said it was a really fun to watch. It wasn't a typical Hartnell episode. And uh, I was smiling for 25 minutes, really. Yeah, very much so. It's not, it's not a great story, but it's a solid example of, of the genre. And I, and I hope that when this comes out on DVD next year, people re- will revisit it and go, actually, there's, there's more going for it than we, we otherwise might have thought. Great fun and great hairdos. What more can you ask? <laughs> yeah. well, and the funny thing is, the story starts with Stephen getting a haircut. I wonder what his hair was like before, because yes. it's pretty, it's pretty bouffant. It He's was. going for a Barbara Wright. In well, this I story. couldn't figure out whether it was Barbara Wright or the Eleventh Doctor. I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty much interchangeable anyway. I think. Uh, and on that <laughs> insightful note, I think we'll say thank you very much, Tony, and thank you, Luke, for spending the time talking to us today. Thank you very much. That was the Doctor Who podcast which you can find at thedoctorwhopodcast.com. 
If you have any feedback, please send it in to feedback at thedoctorwhopodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and via the Doctor Who Podcast forums. Thank you for listening. Take care.